0: As a bubbling and vibrant young person, you feel the energy and the push to do something and have it different. But it seems the odds are just against you as there is no fine blueprint on how to begin. Yeah. On this episode of the Grey Room Podcast, we're bringing the answer right to you. We are answering the question, what's next? Join Kemp von Dekert and I as we reveal the facts and answer these questions. Mr. Deckett is an experienced business development expert. We've proven history in helping businesses reach peak performance and achieve global relevance through business planning, strategy development, professional mentorship, performance management, business transformation, and innovation. Welcome to the Grey Room Podcast. My name is Alma Marcus. Uh, Mr. Dekker, thank you so much for taking our time to come through with us on this episode of the podcast. We really appreciate you. How's your day been, by the way?
1: Thank you very much for having me. I didn't take out time, actually. I prepared for this. You prepared for this. Wonderful. I'm not a busy person.
0: Uh Aha.
1: I only sleep. How's my today been? It's been fine. I've been waiting for you all day. And that's you, a lie you now. Just, you got here very late. That's a lie now. And that's that's, how it's
0: that's a lie now because okay. you know
1: I'm, I'm not going to. Take no, it's okay for me to wait for. It's not out of place.
0: Uh-huh. Please okay. let this be on record that this young man
1: is for, for three hours been waiting that's for you. That's
0: a lie.
1: It's fine. It's fine.
0: That's a lie. Hey God, you fear God now. No, no
1: problem. Since you say that is a lie, it's your word against mine.
0: Uh-huh. Now, who lie
1: they do explanation first.
0: <laughs> anyways it's good to have you thank yeah, you my
1: okay. yeah my pleasure
0: yeah so um basically today what we're looking at on the podcast is uh, you know so as young people were basically told what to do from when we are born first of all there is the oh okay go to daycare there's daycare there's crutch there is laundry school Primary school So basically Your life is kind of Regulated and regimented For you So you're told Okay do this is supposed to be good for you Because you're gonna By the way By the way I'm still beefing All our teachers I haven't used a or square Till now I haven't But anyways That's the story For another day But anyway So we're told What to do We're you know Okay go to school this it's gonna be good for you It'll help you in future That was always what we're told It would help you in future And now We have gotten to We're done with all of that now this is mostly uh, about the millennials that are in their 20s you know so we're done with service we're done with university those that want to pursue masters are done what's next because you realize that most times our parents do the wonderful job of having to choose the course we want (coughs) to do and most of us at the end of it you don't even know what we want to do because you're done you're like okay okay and then suddenly you're expected to become an adult you're expected to be grown. You're expected to handle issues and stuff. I know people are just called like. So we now have people going to stuff they shouldn't have, you know. And people don't really plan for these things. You get. So I don't really understand because a lot of people are like I don't know what to do because I've had a long a, young, a couple of young people I've spoken to and they're like I don't know what I'm supposed to do now. Like some people are getting married. Congratulations for them you know and of course this is now the season of the online sales thing and that has been going on for a while yeah and it's pretty confusing
1: what do you think so so people are getting married that's the what next that's the answer to the what next <laughs> people are doing online sales that's the answer to the what next but for me i think from um, the question asked, two things stand out for me one is that we're being told what to do And the second is, you painted that in the picture of education, in light of education, where you said we are told to go to school and all that. that. So, uh, yeah, um, being told what to do. I think children should be told what to do, actually. Right? At the point where they are compelled to go to crutch, um, daycare centers, primary schools, or nursery schools and primary schools and universities and all of that. I think it's not out of place Mm -hmm. for a child to be told what to do. The reason you are a child is because you still need guidance, you still need um, some level of mentorship, some level of help to be able to stand out properly. So I think that is in fact, every child actually needs somebody to tell them, look, this is how you should do, Um, this is where you should go. And of course, that can be evident in the fact that experience is the slowest way of learning. Right? Why do I have to experience it when I can learn from the experiences of other people? So sometimes when we are told what to do, um, it's not because those, those guys um, hate us, which they do not. I think the reason is simply don't make the mistakes that I made. Some of these people didn't have the opportunities to do some of the things they are telling you to do right now. So in hindsight, they're telling you do this and do that. One. Second, when it has to do with education, I think what education does is that it teaches you how to think it does Yeah, it should teach you how to think you choose to think or not to think I think that's what education that's the purpose of education teaches you how to think Um, so it's not misplaced that a child should go to school you should go to school it should be compulsory which in some places it is should be compulsory for you to go to school so I'm all for children being um, guided being told what to do and I'm all for education because it teaches you how to think
0: but that's arguable because we have some people that are not so educated. They yeah. haven't really been to the four walls of a school, but they're doing so well. They're thinking for themselves. They are, you know, progressing and moving on. So, And we now have a couple of people coming to say, oh, what's the use of school? School has come. Yeah. Some people come out to say that no. because we are seeing people that are not going through this rigorous process of going to school through the Nigerian education system. And somehow, it
1: looks like they're thriving more than we are. We wouldn't even do the thing. they like saying no, they So, <laughs> <laughs> So, a, again, that's, uh, thriving is related. Doing better is related. Right? So, what are the yardsticks for judging doing better? Are you judging it on the basis of how much money the person has?
0: Well. Are you
1: judging it on the basis of... Um, so, even if you want to look at it from how much money, what is the means to that money end? Right? So, sometimes, I think we are not carried away... Uh, we are carried away by the end result and not by the process. So most of the times we are judging who is doing better or who is thriving, we are seeing the end result. And again, education does not necessarily, necessarily have to come by way of um, going to school. You can be educated through other means. I mean, some people are home tutored, Uh so they sit at home and they are still educated. But if you look at it critically, you realize that the people who we say um didn't go to school and they are still thriving they surround themselves with people who actually went to school because for instance you say the guy is doing business and he's making money out of it look around him there's a finance guy who is actually telling him this is how to save there's somebody who has taught him this is how to sell the person who has taught him may not have necessarily gone to school but someone taught someone for the other person to be able to learn so it's it it passes from one person to another What is the combination of the things that makes a business successful? Your sales is one of them. Your management of finances is one of them. And some of these guys learn these things. It may not necessarily be through the four walls of of a school. Again, do people go to school and don't learn anything? Yes. You can take the horse to the stream, but you can't force the horse to drink. So people go to school, sit in the same class and do not learn anything. Sometimes it's not their fault. Sometimes the learning models or the teaching models are not good enough. So right now you have a lot of outcome-based education models, teaching models, which we didn't have in our time. So sometimes it could be the teaching models. Sometimes the teacher comes to the class and the five, 10 people sitting in front are quick to grab what the teacher is saying. So the teacher forgets that there are three and four other people who are slow learners behind. So because these 10 people have grabbed the stuff, the teacher moves on to another topic, right? So um, that people go to school does not mean that they're educated. But ultimately, the purpose of education is for thinking. Whether it's in the school, or it's out of the school. I mean, most of the things we learned, um, we have learned through experience, we have learned through reading, it may not necessarily have been in in the school. And as for the theorems, you're looking for a way to apply. Don't worry, give it time. <laughs> give it time. When one engineer starts telling you that he had to mix this one and the other one to be able to make your house fall, not stand, you'd realize that you should have known those, those basic mathematics. So I just think that, um, uh, what next education is cool it's okay to be guided So we get into your what next question properly and then we'll begin to oh,
0: okay to, which is what I, i'm about to get into all right, not the what next question so because a, a lot of young people yes you're done with school and you're supposed to not we're in a situation where the education system doesn't teach you to think for yourself so at the end of the day you're, you're not really thinking first so so you're out there, like Okay, I'm done with service, I'm done with this And there is the expectation From family, friends and of course society As a whole, you know, to be An adult all of a sudden, to have your life Under control, to you know Get things done and and, and you're cutting the web And you're like, how do I even begin And that's where you, you're now told Oh, uh, you know, and for every Almost every, almost every Job, you know, yeah. I stand to be corrected you're, you're, you're expected to have some levels Of experience, yeah. how would I have the experience When you know, I was going through the standardized process of thinking for myself. And now that we are here, I don't even know, number one, what I'm interested in. I don't even know what I'm supposed to do. And of course, there's a money factor because, yo, you need money. At this point, your parents are like, you're an adult. I can't be giving you pocket money no yeah, more. Yeah. I can do it for a bit, but not as always. Yeah. And are expected to stand on your two feet. So yeah. how how do you you know manage to stand out and keep yourself going?
1: So, <laughs> so I think that there is no... Well, I haven't experienced um, education outside Nigeria, except maybe having to take online courses and having some non-Nigerians teach you in some of those courses. But I I don't think there's any educational system that prepares you for life outside the school like the Nigerian educational system. Really? There's nothing, there's almost nothing. In in fact, Nigerian educational system actually teaches you how to think in the absence of everything you need to survive. How so? (laughs) Uh, If you look at, the ease with which it takes to graduate from a university outside Nigeria, you go to school, you know that you are going to read and you are going to pass. Now um, this does not happen in all cases, right? So this is for the purpose of this conversation. You school outside Nigeria, you school in a private school in Nigeria, you read, you would pass. In some of our um, government-owned schools, you go to this school, you read, you pray, you buy a textbook. Okay. You sort. Okay. You talk to the lecturer. He oh, okay. become his friend. Oh, okay. Then even at that, you are not sure because <laughs> scripts can still be missing. Oh, okay. So these things actually prepares you for the toughness of life outside the school. For instance, I, I remember a video where Mr. Hakim Bello, um, the CEO of Etisalat, was talking about his problem with Harvard-trained students, and he was Harvard-trained as well. There a the problem so,
0: with Harvard-trained Yeah, trained so students.
1: he says um, the mindset they have while they're in Harvard is they're picturing finishing school, and maybe one consulting firm is looking for the expertise. So they want a fantastic life. They are paid in dollars, and they enjoy this life. That's the life they think of. You pick a Harvard-trained guy, and you bring him to Africa. And then he begins to realize that everything he fantasized about has been created for him by other people. He has to create it not just for himself, but for other people as well. Right? It's not so for Nigerians who schooled in Nigeria. From the day you enter the university. In fact, university is too much. From the day you enter secondary school, (laughs) from that gate, you are running with your box on your head life has started that race you're running to your hostel and somebody's telling you let me catch the last man you begin to understand that you have to be first it's a game of survival the gazelle and the lion if the lion does not get the gazelle the lion is going to stay hungry and die if the gazelle does not outrun the lion the lion is going to eat it and it's it's gone so from that run with your box on your head you don't have normally as a child in primary school you would always run without anything weighing you down but with the box on your head you now have a load which is what typically happens when you come out of school you now have a a load on your head somebody is pressurizing you which is what typically happens when you're out of school and the pressures of life starts coming in so somebody's telling you if you are the last you will be punished for being the last so you are running and you have 30 minutes maybe in a 24-hour day to take your siesta, go to school, come back, wash your plates, cut the grass, go to dining. All of those things put you in clear um, preparation for what the real life is outside school. Then it comes to the part where, kind of in my secondary school, where it's time to hand over leadership, so posts, give posts. And you know that you have to now fight to be a prefect. So you begin to get close to the person who was the prefect before, and you begin to serve the person. And you begin to the person begins to tell you do this do that and you begin to assume that role and if you perform well in the interview in front of the staff and all that you're going to become a prefect the moment you become a prefect something happens in school the principal is where is this um, senior prefect why did this boy flog this other boy and of course senior prefects cannot be everywhere at the same time exactly but the responsibility automatically comes up on you you move from there now you're a prefect your shoulders are high then you step out and you write Jam. Jam does not care if you were a prefect. If you don't have 180 as it were, you would not have admission. Then after that first year, you don't have 180. And you realize that, shit, I have come into another phase of life that does not respect or regard my former face. So you have to, again, begin to think of being the best. Then you write it the second time. The people who were your juniors have gone ahead of you. And you begin another competition. So you write you get into the university. Year one, you have to move from one place to another place to submit file. You go and submit the file, someone throws away the file, someone tells you it's not properly put together after you have submitted three times and they have thrown it away. They now begin to tell you, you should have put this one first and the other one second. A combination of all those things actually prepares people for life after school. The truth is you choose to make sense of those things or you choose not to make sense of those things. And for me, if after having gone through that process, that Nigerian process of education, you shouldn't have a problem thinking.
0: Right. A lot of people think, but then again, remember that now that you're out of the whole Nigerian training process, you're now an adult. You're expected to make money. How? How do you now begin about the process of becoming an adult putting your life on track, getting money because I, I get to talk a young a lot of young people yeah. and I'm like, okay, why aren't you doing something right now? Yeah. Oh, this opportunity is not paying and I need the money, you know, I need the It's mostly the money about it yeah. and I need the money, you know, I, I need to stand out on my own. And basically there is now this gist, you need to you, you do what you love, you know, yeah. yeah, but you know, we don't know how that goes. But anyways, you are always um, advised to go for something, pursue your passion. What if you don't even know what your passion is?
1: then if you don't know what your passion is i think we have to take you through the process all over again really because at first i'm not an advocate of pursuing of passion right because i think that passion is fleeting what you love is fleeting you some of the things we are we are our behaviors are determined by environment. okay some of the things we say we love um, we only love them because those are the things we have been exposed to If we pick somebody who loves sewing today, for instance, and put he or she in an environment where everybody is pressing systems to survive, so everybody is a tech person to survive, the person begins to find a way to fusion sewing and tech. And over time, the person begins to fall in love with tech. It's because of the environment. You take that same person to another place where everybody is making shoes and the person knows that I need to survive. after a period of time, the person begins to fall in love with shoes. So he begins to. How it starts is I look at the shoe and This is creative, and that's how it starts. Passion is in most cases as a result of the environment. So it could be very fleeting. What a child in Aquaiboom loves is very different, or could be very different, if you pick that child and you put that child in Lagos. Very different because there are two different environments right environment dictates behavior environment dictates what you love what you like and what you do not like right so sometimes um, I'm an advocate of do what works in fact all the time actually do what works Okay. don't necessarily be drawn to what you're passionate about because your passion could change one second I also think that yes we should do things for the money but again there's something called inner peace And I saw a tweet some time ago where a guy was saying his last relationship made him understand that there are people who did not come to this life and want to make the hundreds of billions and be famous and be all that. That he was in a relationship with someone who just wanted to earn her comfortable salary, have her family that stays together and grows together and then just moves on. But he was the person thinking that he needs to go out and work and bring 20 million and 30 million and he was doing all of that and he realized that she was not happy. Because all she needed was her family together. They could take care of their basic needs and they are good together. So sometimes it's not necessarily, you should not do things about the money only. It should be about the inner peace you find doing it. Is the money important? Extremely very important. It has to pay. But it also has to be something that you wake up every morning and you're excited about. It has to be something that wakes you up every morning. You don't need an alarm to wake up for it. Right, so creating that balance I think is ultimately very important, right? Um, be careful not to follow the, the bandwagon, right? It, um, in your introduction, you talked about everybody sewing, everybody's doing online stuff, and you're you're driven to that. Sometimes you copy models, but be careful not to do everything because every anything because everybody's doing it. I mm. think that's where it is. Well, for me, well, my opinion strongly is it doesn't make sense to me that you you go through the Nigerian educational system mm. and you don't know how to think it, it, I think some of those things maybe we now have to add prayer I, I think, think we now have to add I prayer think
0: because why to. how would you ah
1: Nigeria University Federal University. Oh
0: no. Okay. Okay. For for some people that want to stand out and do something different, something that hasn't really been done. And this is relatively a new space and a new field. And you don't really know how to go about it. And it's not like you have people that have done it. So there's no precedence for you to follow you know the train how do you even start about you know pulling your wits and your weight together making people understand that this is what i want to do and it's going to work at some point and not forgetting that in this generation of course we have the getting rich quick yeah you know and we have people that are doing all of that and you know every young person wants to oh you want to travel you want to have the latest phone you want to have a really nice resort you want to have a nice car and all of that how do you fight that feeling because I mean I'm very sure that's what every young person can relate yeah. to at, least you, at some point you want to show up at some point you want to do the uh-uh you'll be on your own way bad path yeah, yeah, you sure. know but yeah, yes you that. are <laughs> but you are in your working state yeah and somehow it looks like oh, well, this guy everyone is getting successful and they're like in our own way bad path so how do you fight that feeling and get to stay focused on what you're doing
1: quite frankly I don't even think that there's any Young person who gets rich quick I don't even think There's anybody like that I don't think there's anything like that but it's, I just think it's a myth It's a myth? Yeah No. No. How there's, so? no there's no get rich quick stuff really. So the difference is You don't see when the person is working The person only flaunts when he has made it Right now Right We can't think of anything that would make somebody get rich even if it's crime in the, in, in, so crime in itself don't forget that most of the people who perpetrate this act of crime actually learn it okay somebody teaches True. them True. that is work They are, that's True. time they are putting in True. True. so you don't see when somebody is teaching them you only see when they are when they are earning from proceeds from the crime and um, we completely do not subscribe to crime right um, it's, it's important so. to state that so but they have, to some degree, put in some level of work, which you don't see. You only see them when they're doing the dorime. And we all envy them. Right? So I don't think there's anything like, like gets rich quick. Right? It's a function of some people hide their working years and show off when it's time to show off. But, again, the easiest way out is to start early and fail fast. How so? So... I mean, somebody who started his business when he was 18. He did his first business at 18. At 19, he failed. I was watching um, one of the Shark Tank series recently.
0: Yeah.
1: And the guy made a fantastic proposal. And one of the sharks told him, I'm going to fund your idea for a lesser percentage that, than you were willing to give but you're going to quit school for a year and sit down and work on this thing he's going to allow you to just finish this semester and after that you quit school and sit down and work on this thing for one full year if we do not get to our milestone after one year you still sit back again and work and the guy accepted now that guy was about i think between 19 and 20. so 20 to 21 is one year 21 to 22 is another year so let's say everything works out at 23. He goes back to school. Fantastic educational system. So he finishes at 25 and he begins to show off. And we look at him and say, Ah, this young boy, 25, he don't blow a go die. But he actually put in three years to be able to get to this point. The thing is, the magic for me is start early and fail fast so you can learn quickly.
0: But now, the yeah. problem of starting early, well, you mentioned eighteen,
1: yeah,
0: I'm not really sure that at eighteen, I even knew what I wanted to do at eighteen, I think that's when I just go into the university, so yeah. I was still trying to learn, trying to understand what this world had in stock yeah. and trying to you know get to understand myself so at eighteen, no no offense to those who are already you know but I'm using myself as an example at eighteen I did like even know this what, what I'm doing right now, I'll be doing this right now, yeah. you know so so for those of us that didn't know as at 18 we should have started early and at 18 we didn't even know what we wanted to do and now that we are here we still don't know what we want to do some some (laughs) some 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 people still don't know what they want to do at how old at say from 23
1: that's the point I said you're not bringing prayer because again (laughs) again (laughs) again, look at it the thing is at 18 I can agree in Nigeria you may not exactly know what you want to Uh do at 19 you didn't know at 20 you still did not know at 21 you said no no at 22 ah, yeah, ah, yeah.
0: At So, it, so let,
1: fine so at 21 yeah you knew at 21 what you wanted to do uh-huh. right so let's assume for the purpose of this conversation that everybody knows okay, okay that 70 percent of us New know what they want to 21. do at 21 22 in most cases uh, for people who get into school at 16 accepts um, which you cannot accept anyway plus strike and everything exactly school about that time right so um at 22 you know what you want to do did you start there's a difference between knowing and starting mm. see people wait for all the dots to connect before they start other people start and connect the dots along the line the dots will never connect when you do not start so let's say you start at 20 at 20 21, 21. okay let's say 22 right so you start 23 24 25 26 27 that's five years give it an extra year 28 if you become a millionaire at 28 you have done fantastic fantastically well for yourself let's even say you didn't start at 22 started at 25 25 to 30 is five years if you become a millionaire at 30 you have done very well for, for yourself let's even say you started at 30 right If you become a millionaire in double digits at 35, you have done well for yourself. So the question is how many people are actually starting early? Realizing what you want to do, what you are good at, what you are good at actually doesn't even make sense. Because everything we are doing is trying our models and trying our stuff. So it may not necessarily be what you want to do, right? So you may get more funds from in fact there's a saying that you do what you need to do so you can do what you really want to do so you do what you need to do so you can do what you want to do so some people you realize that this is what it is well i do not have all the resources to do this thing now but if i do abc in three years i would have had money to push into this guy and i would have earned from it simple basic straight logic
0: and now that's quite understood yeah but there are a couple of people that will tell you that they have done everything
1: yeah
0: and it's not working it's and just what? not working for them
1: no that one is different now that one is not part of this conversation that one is different conversation village people versus real like <laughs> that one is different conversation
0: because no way, on a very short we have people that toil and then they're okay i'm doing this thing but somehow you never get to get above you okay. know, so even if you invest the number of years that you need to, you know, to do this thing and it's not just working out. Yet. You see someone that just comes yesterday and the person is and you're like, what's going on? It's not that bad. Like, yeah. what's happening? And then because of that, a lot of people are tempted to change what they do. They, they change the field, you know, they, they try so many different things if, to see. Like if, myself. Okay, congratulations. Yep. Sir, you know, to see which one works. And somehow, somewhere, it doesn't really seem to be going anywhere.
1: So I think what makes you succeed, again, is not in the number of years put in. Okay. The number of years put in maybe gives you experience, but what makes you succeed is in how smart you're working.
0: We've always been hearing that, how does someone work smart? Okay, fine. Have a, 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 um, have account, make connect with people, meet people, do this, do that, and um, they've all done it. Have
1: they? So Peter toiled all night, and jesus came and told him cast your net in this direction <laughs> and he had a great catch. so he could have just gone to be, to jesus from the beginning and said baba where should i cast this thing and Jesus are telling where go to the right side mm, but when you don't well, have a, a, a
0: jesus around to tell you do this one
1: Nicole. that is now where the problem is right how do you have your business life for five years and you don't have a jesus to tell you do this one it shows there's a problem remember we agreed That experience is the slowest way of learning. Exactly. Why do I need to experience it when I can learn from your own experience? You, in this context, are my Jesus if I'm learning from your experience. It is why you see some young people start businesses, and the first thing they do is register their business, find a board of directors, a non executive board of directors. It's not as if those people are going to do anything spectacular for them, but they are going to leverage on those people's credibility. And that is smart work. So if I tell my board chairman or someone on my board, I want to apply to um, bank ABCD to give me a contract. And my chairman, excuse me, says, "Uh, Yeah, I think I have a friend who is branch manager. Let me call him. Instead of going through all the process of people submitting your, your proposal and people going through it and saving it, you just cut all through that loop and you have gotten to the table you want to be at. What a mentor does for you is guide you. What a sponsor does for you is speak for you at the table that you are not seated on. So you always need, one of the first rules and principles of business is find a sponsor. Well, in our case, people mix the two of them, but find whoever it is, sponsor or mentor. Find. When you find, hold the person. How do you hold? the best? serve first before you want to get.
0: Well, the problem now is yeah. how long do you serve for? Because there's some people forever. that
1: will use you forever.
0: Sorry, what now?
1: You serve forever. You don't. You don't. You don't get tired of serving.
0: Yes, yeah. right. Understood. But there are a couple of people that won't even let you go out to actualize yourself and get to learn and do your own thing. They're they expect you know. So they're seeing you as an addition into their empire. Yeah. You know. So they're not going to. So they. They feel they have invested so much in you yeah. and they will not let you step out to go make your own name.
1: So this context now is in the context of business people, uh-huh. right? So you, you have already set up your business and you walk up to me and say to me, look, I have set up ABC business. I think it's a fantastic idea. I would, uh, before now, this is what I have done, this is what I have done. I would like you to please be on my board. And I say, well, you, I think you have done ABCD in the past. That's fantastic. And with some guidance, I think you can get to Z. So um, I'll be on your board. And you're like, okay. Um, please, do you have any other person I could recommend? It's a non-executive board, so you can pick anybody. But right? and you have three, four, five people, and they come in together and are committed to your business growth. You're not working for them right so they can't say we'll keep you in a place you're running your own business what i mean by service is every single time find something you can give to them in exchange for the advice they are giving you it's not monetary because you cannot afford so the question is consistently think which is what education should have done for you how can i be of service to this person if i if i own a training agency do their staff in their own businesses need training can i offer support can i take one day off my work and go to their premises and walk from there? Can I take two or three of my best staff to go to their premises and walk from there? How do I show service? Do I need to follow my mentors to place A, B, C, D? What board meetings are they going for? Do I need to carry the bag? Do I need to drive the car? Do I need to give them paid vacations? Because sometimes it's, it's, sometimes you can just call and say, okay, Masa, please, you and your husband, um, this movie ticket. They may not even go. The gesture is what matters. How do I celebrate their birthdays? Do I go to their offices, lay a red carpet and bring a cake and blow one trumpet? You're not spending so much, but the person sees that this love and respect is mutual and the person keeps helping, right? Those are people who speak for you because there are tables you would never sit on. While I was in the university and we started our real estate stuff, um, we had this uh, Real Estate Unite in Lagos. And so I told our people see we need to be represented here and it was I think about the 100,000. I got in contact, so we pulled monies together, all of us couldn't have gone so we pulled monies together and I registered. And when I was leaving for the conference, my people told me, they took me to the airport, they told me, brother, you see this thing that village really has contributed for you to go, you have to come back with connection. And I went there and I knew that, look, I'm, I'm going to be in the midst of people who are way ahead of me. So I need to make myself useful. I went there and I found ways, right, to make myself useful. And before I left the venue, the person who organized the event took notice of me, introduced me to her dad, and all of those things. Because, look, I knew what I wanted and I knew that any which way I'm going to have it. How did I get to um, begin to talk to shudiji want social media i was consistently posting stuff about my business on my instagram and when i would i would follow these guys who i wanted to be like who i wanted to mentor and when they would make a post i will go and comment
0: but that doesn't that yeah. look like uh, stalking yeah not really stalking yeah. but uh ass licking, sort
1: of so, so at this point we have we at this point you have not started licking the ass oh what you're doing is get noticed so they can call it to live oh, so, oh wow so they
0: eventually what, you will yeah
1: if if it's choice and it's who you're looking out for we are drawn to our kind right um so for for chudi's case i was posting he would he would make some kind of post so you have to know when to draw the line he would make some business post i would comment every time i comment i make reference to my business and um a bank was organizing an event where he was supposed to speak at in Lagos, and he made the post. And I said, "Oh, this is the fantastic um, stuff! I encourage young people to go out for this if you're in Lagos. Go out for this." I we shared the stuff. Um, I did a repost right, and he sends me a message and says, um, "Can you come to Lagos?" Ah, I screamed that day <laughs> in the office. Ah, I have blown, <laughs> really. And I told my guys. Baba said I should come to Lagos. I said, okay, fine, no problem. And I was off to Lagos for the event. At the event, I went to the event's place. The place was packed full and my pen was ah, how would this guy see me? Number I no gets. Even if I go message him for Instagram, when he going to come? And the moment he finished speaking, and questions, it was time for, for questions. I, I raised my hand and asked my question that I prepared for my house. My thinking was, wait, They say something that relates to this question or not. I I will ask this question so that he will see me. And he saw me and he said, um, while I was asking the question, he said, after the event, we should meet um, at the waiting room where they were. And that was how I met him. And he gave me his number. He asked me what I was doing. I explained my real estate stuff to me. I said, well, he doesn't really like real estate, but he's going to give me a connection to someone who does. He gave me another number there. Right. So you always have to. Put yourself out there in the best way you can. Show people that you are credible. So if I want to walk into a place right now and get a favor from someone, all I need to do is tell the person, shoot it, no one knows me. <laughs> right? And the door is open. I have used it severally and the doors have been opened for me. Why? I put myself out there, put my pla- my, myself in a place where he could trust my brand, even though it was a growing brand, and then it worked. Hmm. It is not the number of years, put in that makes it work. But right, it is how smart are you working? How smart are you moving? How fast are you growing? Our people right now hate mentorship. They hate that guidance because they see that servitude. But again, you stoop to conquer. If you have to slave for a few years to conquer, please, by all means, slave. Right, I have a friend who was also in the real estate industry, worked in a particular place, um, it was time to leave. He had issues with his boss. His boss sent messages to people and said he's a bad boy, he's a bad boy. But the thing of having served people over time is that some of the people the boss sent messages to called him and said, no, I got this message from your boss. Why is this so? And he had an opportunity to explain because he had put himself in a place where he could be trusted. Why I gave that analogy is so you don't think that you will meet bad people. There would always be bad mentors. There would always be bad guys along way. Right, people are better at being bad than being good. Right? And nobody owes you the responsibility of being good to you. Right? It's their choice, it's their rights if they want to be good or bad. So people would be bad, people mess you up, but your work would always speak for you. Excellence does not hype. It would always speak for you. So start fast. Start early so you can fail fast. Because if it's failure, you will please fail. <laughs> ah. Not once, not twice if fate and luck shines on you maybe three times, but please, you will fail. There'll be times you would want to quit. There'll be, time, there'll be times you dump idea A to fulfill idea C. That is why, as as a young school leaver, right, you need to have plan A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, in fact. Take it then to numbers because you may not get the job. You may not do this. You may not, the business may not work and you move on. Then for the people who are going to want to build a career. The question is, what are the things you are doing to get you to the point where you're employable? Because a lot of our people are very not employable. I do not believe that there are no jobs in Nigeria. I completely do not believe that. I think there are jobs. I think we have very few people who are employable. Very, very few.
0: What do you mean by people are not employable?
1: What do I, why do i feel like i'm being set up here but
0: no you're not come on
1: <laughs> so the, the truth is do you possess the requisite skills that recruiters um, and employers would be looking out for?
0: okay before you go on with yeah. that now so you're saying that you know maybe when you're in so if someone is to start early to do all these things so let's pick the age range of 18 now so you're 18 and you're supposed to start this thing now you're in the university and you're trying to do something on the side of course you know you you can't hold two things in your hands and try to climb a ladder because one is definitely going to suffer you get and then of course when your folks and family get to you know realize that you're doing this there's all. There is almost always the thing of that's I that's not what I sent to school to go do. You shouldn't be doing that. You should Correct. be focusing on your studies and Correct. your education. Yeah. So when you now dump your learning process that when you're done with school you should have, you know, but then you dump it because you want to be obedient and listen to your family. And you Correct. dump that and then you go ahead. And then it's now biting you because when you're now supposed to be actualizing everything you've learned, you now have yeah. to come and start the learning process again. Yeah. And at this time, uh, with maybe less res- hey, with okay, with maybe less resources because yeah. at this point yo, no one is really willing to give you money and all of that for you to pursue this dream because at this point I'm not expecting someone to start making money a whole lot yeah. of course so how do you sustain this thing number one you don't have money you. number two you don't really have the support at this time or you're expecting you to be an adult especially to stand up and do stuff for yourself how do you marry these Things. because i feel like these are the problems why some people be like oh let me never stress, or maybe let me go into a life of crime because yeah. crime if you're looking at the 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 time put in is not too long compared to you know to start saying you know to do compared to if you're actually supposed to earnestly do this thing
1: okay so so first let me even start with the last thing you said i think crime takes longer to make money than the normal work it does. I, I i think so because when i look at the amount of money um, young, young school leavers are being paid in Lagos, in corporates and all that. People are paid. People just finish school, finish NYC, get a job in an A-list organization or firm and they're paid 300000 Okay. Right? What is the time they have put in? Really? Nothing.
0: So those that don't have the opportunity to be employed by this company
1: now now goes back to the first um, when you started your question where you talked about what are the things um, you need to do so I think your question was centered around your schooling mm-hmm. how do you marry that with other things exactly. right so point is while you are schooling right you do not do anything else I do not encourage people to school and do business mm-hmm. except you have the special ability to do it. I did that. I think one suffered. So I don't advise anybody to do it. But again, when you are schooling, you can still be attending seminars. Mm. You can still be taking courses. Mm. Right? Online and offline. You can still, um, professional bodies. You can still register and become a student member in your professional body. That is how you build a connection that will be useful to you four years after you are done with school three years after you were done, five years after you were done. That connection built while you were still in school. That's the process of starting early. So I am in school. I am a student, but I'm a member of my professional body. So already, I'm, I'm interacting with people in my professional body. I'm attending seminars. I'm attending events organized by people. I'm reaching out to people. I'm asking questions. I'm speaking to people. You have built that connection that will be useful after when you build that connection during the holidays you take internships you may not know that people actually take internships but because you have built that connection from seminars and professional bodies and all of that those people begin to guide you look take an internship here take an internship there that is how you build the work experience that your recruiter will be asking you for. again I think that a lot of people have different experiences which they can put in the, in their CVs, but they don't know how or where to fit it in. Okay. Which is why in most cases, in every case, you need a professional to write that CV for you or help you review the CV. So, one, you can still do your school and do seminars and, and do workshops and still build yourself. It's still along the lines of education. Nothing would need to suffer. Right? In that process, you can build the mentors. You can then have the mentors and the sponsors that will be relevant for you after school. I think that anybody who went through school, has finished school, has been one, two years outside school and does not have a mentor or a sponsor, I think we should call that person and flock the person. <laughs> you need to have some guide from some person who you know rain, sun, moon, whatever else, that person is going to speak for me, given the opportunity. The person will speak on my behalf. The person will connect me to opportunities. I can go to this person. This person can vouch for me. You need to have that person or those kind of people at every stage in your life. And in some cases, it needs to cut across the sectors that are important to you if business and economy is important to you of course you need a mentor in that angle a sponsor in that angle if politics is important to you you need it if religion is important to you you need it if culture is important to you you need somebody in those angles in fact i think clearly that those are the four pillars that govern everything that happens in the world and in our country so if you have sponsors or mentors who are doing extremely well in those four pillars i think you're good yeah, I don't, I don't see failure. Now, um, on employability, truth is, like I said earlier, there are jobs, but people are not qualified. You see, people um, apply for jobs, they don't know jack. There's no critical thinking. There's no ability to work with teams. There's no adaptability. They don't have all of these basic soft skills and some of the hard skills. And then you want to work in an, an organization. Why would somebody employ you? Because I'm employing you, not because I'm pitting you to give you money. I'm employing you because I expect value in return. When you cannot think for yourself, less how much more thinking analytically. When you cannot work with people, networking and teamwork is zero. When you do not know public speaking, how are you going to convince people, convince people to do business with, with my organization? Right? When you cannot adapt to change, what is going to happen if there is a rapid change within the organization? Maybe somebody acquires us or we do a merger. How are you going to work? These are basic soft skills that recruiters are looking out for. And some of the people who have gone through the university do not have these basic skills. They are professionals in engineering, in estate management, in law and in all of that. But those basic soft skills, which are things that make um, organizations grow, some people lack it. And um, the World Economic Forum is saying in the next six years that we would have those skills to be more important to recruiters than anything else, even your degree. I would prefer to employ somebody who can coordinate my team, who can build a team, who can handle change, who is a good leader, who can communicate properly. Right? I would prefer to employ him than employ somebody who has a BSc and a Master's. I'm employing you because of the value you'd give me. And the value you'd give me is beyond your B.S.A. and your Masters. You can have that B.S.A., have that Masters, but you're not a critical thinker. You're not an analytical thinker. And it's a problem for my organization. So the skills are there. Um, Go out and reach out and learn them. The the jobs are there. Then apply for the jobs. Every day, people are leaving roles. Take for instance, how many of your friends in the last three years have left Nigeria? How many of them were working? You get to know that people are quitting their jobs and traveling. People are moving to better opportunities. People are even quitting their jobs because they just want to rest at home for a period of time before they start their career journey again. People are doing that. Well, And every time somebody moves from a role, somebody has to fill the role. So job opportunities, they are everywhere. On LinkedIn, everyday people are posting, we need, we need, we need. The question is, are people qualified? And we had this conversation in a forum when once when um, somebody said after we finish this training what are the job opportunities blah 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 blah. and the tech guy said i will give you 10 jobs now available now remote jobs not even the one that you need to be present 10 now and nobody in a hall of 300 people or 500 people was qualified for one and those people will step out of that hall and tell somebody nigeria is hard, there are no jobs and all of those plenty plenty things but the truth is are we really qualified you see graduates who cannot write a cover letter who cannot put pieces of sentences together and then you expect that somebody is going to employ you No, it's it's beyond your tool you need to have the requisite skills that people are looking for so you can become employable. yeah
0: okay that is so much knowledge and so much to digest thank you so much for taking out time I'm still going to say taking out time again even though you'd (laughs) argue differently to come speak with us on this episode we appreciate you thank you so Patting shorts.
1: Pattern shorts. Are we pattern actually? <laughs> because I, I think I want to I want to do this more often with you guys and okay. let's just keep seeing how we can get more knowledge out there. Okay. But for me it's the thing big, start small and then grow fast. Really. You need to start small and then grow fast. And of course, like I said at the beginning, start early so you can fail fast. Thank you very much for having me. I'm always glad to be here if you need me again.
0: Okay, thank you. Hey, Grey Fam. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Grey Room Podcast. Remember to share, like, and of course, drop a comment. We we'll would be so excited to hear from you. Until next Wednesday, when we come your way, stay fabulous. My name is Ama Mark.